Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in this podcast episode, I wanted to talk you through some practical steps on how to enhance and increase your engagement when rolling out a new project or service. So this podcast episode was inspired by a recent conversation that I was having with a pharmacy lead. We were rolling out or we were trying to gain expressions of interest for general practices to sign up to the general practice community pharmacy scheme. And it was a really, really good conversation and we were all excited to kind of get going. And then it was like, someone said, we really need to get this out to the network tomorrow. And I was like, in my experience, let's not rush this. Let's just do it properly. And there are probably, I think, three or four steps which work every single time. And every time I don't follow my own advice, I'm reminded of why I need to follow this framework. So this framework is essentially, number one is really take the time to understand the project scope or the service specification supported by a subject matter expert. So in this instance, We're working alongside a guy called Jignesh. He is a pharmacist and he is a pharmacy lead for this particular scheme. So it's not me, uh, it's not another GP colleague. We are going to the expert and this person has also rolled it out in his area himself. So he's not just like the project lead, he's actually doing it. So that's really, really important. If it's a pharmacy project, you need a pharmacy lead. If you, I don't know, we've got a cancer specification, we need more clinical input. If I'm rolling out a project which has a dashboard, I'm going to go to the organisation that helps us with tech and helps us to create the audits in the dashboard. So I'm not trying to figure this out by myself. So number one, make sure you're getting support from a subject matter expert. Okay, it sounds really obvious. But I think so many of us, and I include myself in this in the past, is I'm trying to work it out all by myself and I'm not utilising the skills around me. And I have built up a really good network of support. There is always somebody that I can pick up the phone to or moving forward. What's actually really important is in our client manifesto, we say, and I quote, we do not pretend to know everything. Our best results come when we work collaboratively. 
We know that in order to make a change stick, we will not do the work for you. We will do the work with you. So it is a collaborative effort. So when we work with our clients, we are working together. It's not Tara, off you go and try to do this by yourself. They've got the subject matter expertise in a lot of this stuff, but what they don't have is the ability to mobilize it. I digress. Make sure you get some help to understand the project scope or the service specification. This is not a one man job. Okay, so going back to my original example of the GP community pharmacy scheme, and there was this sense of urgency to roll it out and just, you know, just share information, which I knew would not be read if we shared it in that current format. So what Jignesh kindly did is wrote it out like in a PowerPoint presentation, which clearly articulated what the benefits were, what the practicalities were, and what the financial reimbursement was. So that was really, really clear. So they want to know what the benefits, what's in it for me, how we're going to do this, the practicalities, and how much we're going to get paid. So just rather than just share the specification, people are really, really busy sometimes just presenting essentially the same information in a slightly different way, making it a bit more reader friendly, cutting out the jargon, cutting out all of the waffle, and then just kind of saying, these are the headlines, this is what you need to know now. And then if you're interested, then have a look through the service specification. And that's got all of the details in it. So sometimes essentially it's creating that executive summary, it's putting that front cover on something to make it more enticing. So many times people just send me documents and it's like, this is 40 pages. You want me to read 40 pages before I decide whether I'm interested or not. And you might be listening to me and you might disagree, but sometimes I think for me to want to get involved in something, I need the headlines. I need you to make it easy for me to say yes or no from the get-go. So we knew if we were going to roll this out, if we were going to get the expressions of interest, we needed to make it easy for people to understand what we were asking of them and make it easy to understand what's in it for them. And then as part of that step, we need to send them that information in advance. So let's not wait till the meeting. Some people won't have looked at it in advance of the meeting, but some people will. So we just always want to preempt any questions, any concerns, any issues that people will have. And a common complaint is, I didn't see the information in enough time. So we sent that out and then we presented it in a meeting. Just to recap, the kind of first step is to read through the project scope or the service specification with the input of a subject matter expert. Number two is to present the written information and clearly articulate the benefits, the practicalities and the financial reimbursement. And then the next step is to meet where possible. I know this is not always possible. Organise a meeting to present it and help bring it to life. And it kind of goes without saying when you're presenting something that you want people to sign up to, this is where you are pulling on your storytelling skills, your presentation skills. You need to sell it. And in order to sell it, you need to make sure you understand what it is that you're asking other people to do. And you also have to think it's a good idea. You know, how many times have you had to sell and promote something that you're not really sold on? You don't want to be in that position. 
And then moving on, you need to give a really clear call to action. That call to action is, if you would like to be a pilot site for this particular scheme, please can you email Tara or within this meeting say yes or email Tara by close of play today to say that you'd be interested. And then you might also want to reiterate some key bits of information. So if you need people to be trained, you need to be able to commit to releasing your reception staff. I don't know, for, you know, like for two sessions in a month for them to participate in this training. So what you don't want to do is give a little bit of information, get people to say they're interested, then give them more information and then them go, oh no, I didn't realise it was going to be that. So you need to be really clear in how you drip feed this information. You need to give them enough information up front, but you need to make sure that information is written and delivered in a format that makes them understand and makes them excited to participate. So it is a pleasure to be bringing the Business of Healthcare podcast in partnership with DKMS UK. DKMS are a blood cancer charity on a mission to find a blood stem cell match for everyone who needs it. I am proud to share that I am an ambassador for DKMS UK and my particular interest in partnering with them is that as it stands, fewer than 3% of patients from a black or mixed ethnic background are on the stem cell blood registry. We need more people to sign up to the registry and more people to spread the message. So I hope you will join me in doing so. To sign up to the registry, please visit www.dkms.org.uk to get involved. And then you need to follow up. Someone said to me, the fortune is in the follow up. Okay, so people will naturally forget life is busy. You may even forget this might be one of a number of initiatives that you are trying to get up and running. So you need to put in your diary you know, like the next day or 12 o'clock after the initial deadline to follow up to practice, give them one last opportunity to sign up. And in this pharmacy uh, project example, we were looking for one practice and we ended up getting three. So I think that's the way we need to do it moving forwards. That way always works. What doesn't work is just forwarding on another email from somebody else saying, are you interested? That doesn't work. People won't read it. You haven't even read it. Do not just pass information on blindly if you really want people to show some interest. And then another thought which may be helpful to you guys is Roger's kind of theory of the diffusion of innovations and loads of you, even if you're not quite sure who wrote it, you would have seen this curve where at one end you've got innovators, then it moves into early adopters and you've got your early majority, your late majority, then your laggards. And what tends to happen is when we're trying to get engagement for our new project or service, we want to mobilise everybody all at once. And actually, you don't want everybody all at once. It's easier to project manage it if it is gradual. And it's easier to mobilise it with the innovators. The innovators at the very beginning, 
you know, they're risk takers, they're happy to work through the kinks, the problems, they're happy to pivot, they're happy to, you know, be building the aeroplane whilst you're flying it. You don't want to do that with people that you consider to be the laggards, the people that really at the beginning do not want to do it. Because if you force them to, they'll either potentially sabotage it or they'll just, you know, like I told you so, I knew it wouldn't work and it will give them evidence to step back. So you don't need everybody all at once. You think that you do, but you actually don't. And focus on the innovators and the early adopters. The rest will come. So that's something that's also been really, really helpful for me. If you think that you're trying to promote and sell things and it's falling on deaf ears, there will always be somebody that is interested. And really, if people aren't interested whatsoever, you need to work out what it is and get that feedback because it may be how you're presenting it and it may be that you've just got some blind spots that you weren't aware of or it may be that it really isn't the right time. So if you're trying to push something and you're hearing crickets, really seek feedback on why nobody is interested. Because ultimately, all of our projects are designed to enhance patient care. So it's why would they not want to do that? And it may be go back to your business plan Go back to what you said that you were going to do and maybe that you're trying to pull people in too many directions. There'll be reasons for the a lack of engagement, potential silence, but hopefully you've got enough ideas in this podcast to explore just a slightly different approach to help you get the result that you are looking for. I hope you found that helpful and I'll see you in the next episode. so much for joining us if you like what you hear I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review I know many of you give us a shout out on social media which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast so please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care on Instagram at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn just look for Tara Humphrey and if you're not subscribed to our newsletter please do it's really really funny you get to hear more insights more confessions some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week so click on join the new newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.